Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Uh, they call it the Fortress. I say we rename it the Kessel Castle. What do you guys think? <laughs> Kessel Castle, because like they're the knights. I think that's so much more appropriate. I mean, it's only a one-year deal, but hey. I'm looking for something positive out of tonight. Phil Kessel officially taking the Iron Man record. Um, that's about the only positive on the night. I mean, it, JT's okay, and Ilya Samsonov is a good goalie. Is it not Those a man played great? So what's that, Darty? Is it, is it not a positive that uh, Phil the Thrill didn't score on us tonight? Because normally, like, I feel a lot of people had $5 riding on that. <laughs> oh, for sure. And we'll get to that in just a sec. Welcome to Leafs Late Night. I'm your host, Roscoe, joined by Beaner and Darty Birder, where it's never too late for the Leafs, presented by Inside the Rink. So um, tonight was not super fun. Uh, So far, the Leafs have been off to slow starts every game. And on the other side, we've got the Vegas Golden Knights, who have scored four times against four different opponents in the first five minutes of the game. So when you put those two things together, you get Vegas off to an early 1-0 lead. But it wasn't the first 1-0 lead they got. As Darty mentioned, Leafs go down a man and... uh, Phil Kessel scores, but things get interesting real quick as uh, Manny Malhotra puts the bug in Sheldon Keefe's ear to challenge this as uh, Yarncroke pushed, was it Stevenson offside or Marcheseau? Who was it? Um, I think it was Carlson was pushed off. Carlson, right. Those three names, I th- they're all the, the same amount of letters, I feel, and I get them confused. Um, so... <laughs> Carlson gets pushed offside by Yarncroke early in the play. And uh, why would refs call offside on the ice? Because apparently that's not their job anymore. It's the job of coaches and assistant coaches to call it afterwards. So, unfortunately, Phil Kessel's 400th goal is called back. What do you guys think specifically about the fact that it took six and a half minutes between when uh, they started this challenge to when the final decision was made because they said pretty early on the broadcast just from watching the replay that's offside yeah i think they were contacting Batman to try to see if there was any subsections to the rule that would make it go against the leafs <laughs> it's like okay so this is close enough that we can give it to them do you want this for them i mean it's kessel it's 400 it's against the leafs this is a really good headline do you want this to stand <laughs> That was a pain, man. Um, And not 30 seconds later, I think it was 20. um, Nicholas Roy scores his first. Or wah. Nick Raw. I think he's from Quebec, so there's a good chance it's wah. Nick Wah scores his his first of the year. And the Golden Knights go up 1-0 on the power play. Speaking of wah, I was at... um, Where was I? Oh, friend of mine that I work with, um, her brother runs a vintage store and they have a uh, youth-sized Patrick Waugh jersey with the Bigfoot uh, shoulder emblems. Do either of you want that? 
I can cop it. <laughs> no? 30? I'm going to say no just because <laughs> I don't want any Abs. Okay. I don't want any Abs. It's an Abs jersey or a, or a Canadian Abs jersey? Yeah. Both of those teams, I it's don't want my Colorado kids to grow with up the big foot liking. <laughs> I just thought after our last episode, I saw it and I, I thought of both of you. So. Just no, unnecessary, the offer, but, uh, <laughs> no unnecessary influence, all right? Like with <laughs> So uh Leafs, like I said, off to a slow start again. What is going on, man? Like I can point the finger at a few people. I mean, a lot of hate towards Engval and Hall tonight, who did have weak games, but I mean I can't pin it on them. Everybody's been slow to start. Like, I mean, Keefe has had the talk with them. The media's dragged them for it. Like, what can kick the, these guys into shape? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. They, the sad part is, though, they always do this. Like, this goes back to Babcock. Yeah, you, know, you got to start on time, right? Like, I, I can't do a Babcock voice. I'm not even gonna try. Um, you got to start the game on time. This is what. Let's start the game on time. Right? That wasn't really bad, Cock, but better start the game on that's time. better. There we go. I'm trying here, folks. All right. Um, <laughs> like Nikki, Bobby, JT, and Willie all looked great right off the hop. I don't think uh, I don't think they needed any extra motivation to get up and get going. But I don't but, think they've missed a step any of these games. No, they haven't no, really they been haven't. the problem. And then it it almost looks like. Bunting and Matthews are maybe trying a little too hard. Yeah. Like Matthews' first couple shifts, he had like, what, 12 shots towards the net? I, I think maybe one of them actually hit the net. But right away, he was shooting everything. A lot of one-timers, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of quick you... shots, which, I mean, I know he's good at, but like, you know, when you're losing and it's been a rough game, like, slow it down, take some time. You have, you're also good at that, too. Yeah, it was it was tough to watch. Um, I mean, it, they start first period slow. I can take that if they're willing to finish them. Uh, the game's fine, but it seemed like starting the period bad and then ending it good was like every period. They started every period the same. They came out of the locker room like dead for some reason, and at about the between seven to thirteen minute mark of each period, they woke up. But it was never enough. Like. You can't leave Samsonov out to dry for literally half the game and expect to be able to come back because that game, in all honesty, like for every bad bounce the Leafs got and every post they hit, Samsonov saved two or three goals against. Like for everyone saying, oh, well, that one, if this one went in or that one went in or this power play, it's like, okay, it should have been 10 goals for the Vegas Golden Knights, though. Yeah, Sammy. Sammy stood on his freaking head, and then we actually, the the luck we weren't getting on the goal-scoring side, we actually kind of got on the save side as well. Because despite the saves that he made, he we still got lucky a handful of times. Uh, just while I go to the second period here, do you mind pulling up the, uh, if you don't have it already, the numbers on turnovers and giveaways? Um, so second period, the Leafs uh, are still down one nothing, but Willie 
as we said, the second line has been, whether it's Mulgan there or Robertson, JT and Willie have been so on the season that it's unfortunate because if everybody else was on their game, this team would be flying. But it's like we talk about little pieces click at different times. And, you know, one line out of all of them, including the defense, is not enough to win a game. So, um, is this not like such as beautiful as Willie's goal was, as beautiful as the setup from JT? Yeah, not enough. Sorry, go ahead, Darty. Well, is this not like Freaky Friday or something? Like, what the hell is going on? Last year, it was all like that sec. I'll be the first to say that second line was not clicking, right? When it came to to Willie and JT, and all of a sudden now they've got the gas, and uh, Austin Matthews and and Mitch Marner just don't seem to have it anymore. Do we have to like? Do we have to start switching up the lines just to just to be creative? Like, do, like how many times? I've heard it enough times. Like, don't don't call me crazy for saying it because I'm not the first one to say it. But maybe we need to put Willie and, and Matthews up there, and maybe we need to do you know switch Marner and JT. Like, just just to to create a spark or something. Because you know, I was talking to you guys earlier about putting people on the milk carton, and I know Matthews and Marner have been giving it their all and bunting out as well. But it's not working right now. So why don't we try something else? I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't hate that at all. Like, I mean, Tavares, like we said, has been consistent every night. So throw Marner with him, somebody who's been, I, he's been flying. It's just, like you said, him and Matthews aren't connecting. And uh, they mentioned on the broadcast, I don't know if it was the Vegas one or the TSM one, I kind of switched back and forth. But they mentioned that Marner has assisted 53% of Matthews' goals. So, I mean, it's not insignificant the the two of them playing together but uh yeah i mean if things aren't clicking give them a little kick try something new to get them back in the the headspace of you know the same thing every night isn't going to always work because i think coming off of a season like the last one where they had 115 points and these guys were scoring like crazy i think it's easy to just kind of expect it every night yeah and uh you know making things a little challenging for them is a good thing and i think like the the, these guys like first and second line wise oh before being sorry no, no, it's okay. Go ahead, Darny. Finish your thought. This is quick. It's just, like for these guys too, like they're they're grown ups, right? We can't we can't start having them lose their minds about moving up and down the first and second line. That's not a demotion, right? It's just a kick in the ass. It's just it's just perspective. Like just changing up, you know, change change of scenery. It's not like we're we're putting Austin or Mitch on the third or fourth line and and you know watching them uh, their minutes go down, right? We're just really just trying to, you know, light a match. That's all. If they can, if they can see it that way, I don't think anybody works. would. I don't think anybody would call playing with Tavares or Nylander a demotion. So I mean, it's <laughs> the it's two first lines. That's how we look at this team. So uh, Beaner, your point. Um, just the the giveaways, like the Leafs, according to Money Puck, the Leafs had nine giveaways to um, Vegas is three, and then Vegas had thirteen takeaways to. The Leafs, uh, let me just verify here, seven. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I don't think they count all of them, but that ratio tracks with watching the game. I felt like the Leafs struggled to get it out of their own zone for a lot of the time. But when they were on, I mean, the end of that first period and the end of the second period, less degree to the end of the third, but they tried. Uh, they, They were really firing them on net. Like, it's... It's just so hard to to watch them not play a consistent sixty minutes when they were totally capable of it. I get it was yeah. past their bedtime, but fuck. 
Well, don't, didn't you hear that there was a, a rough flight coming into Vegas because it was really windy. It was so windy, Kim Kardashian missed her birthday party. Aw, huh. poor thing. But uh, Lord Miller got it... that right, but he couldn't get the <laughs> fact that it was Nylander scoring, not Robertson. <laughs> hey, if you're just looking at numbers, I get it. But they don't look the same on the ice, and their hair is quite different. What? Well, speaking about looking at numbers, like, and I'm not the numbers guy here. Is it just me, or is our our power play just like not clicking? Like, like I feel like we're not taking nearly as much advantage yeah, of power the... play as uh, as we were last year this time. I mean, wasn't this the same thing last year? Weren't they slow to start? They were like over for a while, and then they managed to pick it up. But uh, or maybe I'm thinking of the year before. But um. No, they, they've been passing well, but that's always what they're good at, right? Like when they have the extra man, they're always good at moving the puck around. But it's uh, it's been, I think, getting creative to find open slots that they struggle to do still. So I don't know. Yeah, they, have, they haven't been doing any of the, the, like, the golden road passes or whatever you call it, right? Like they haven't been passing it cross crease or through the slot to someone on the other side. It's all been it perimeter-wise. So yeah. as soon as you can get down there, closer to the goal line you can start passing it across back and forth and the chances just become that much more dangerous yeah and i understand the idea of having matthews there in front of the net but it wasn't really working like the one-timer from that close is so hard to a miss or b hit somebody like he can't really get a clean look at it when he's got three guys on him i think having him on the point makes more sense and having like you know Tavares and willie in front but uh, i don't know Something's not clicking there, and they got to change it up. You know, it would be nice. It would start clicking. Is the power kill too? All right, like that would be wonderful. Ever oh, since, ever since the athletic decided to get into a Twitter war with us over who owns the rights to power <laughs> kill, how about you know you Shut go up. fly a kite, whoever it was. Like, was it the athletic from like Columbus or something? As like, <laughs> well. Like, it was that they they referenced that some other writer from the Athletic had written something about Columbus and referenced Power Kill, and it was like some paywalled article from I don't know twenty eighteen or something. <laughs> like, congrats, you coined it, you win. <sighs> I'm not salty. Anyway, yeah, no. But every time the Leafs go down a man, I'm like, okay, maybe there's something here. But um, man, Cash Money was so much of that, eh? Yeah. It sucks not having him. Who was a healthy scratch tonight, by the way. Good yeah, he's well, back at least. I'm surprised he's back because realistically, when if you're starting to get that many head injuries, you got to start wondering, right? I know. It's it's unfortunate with that guy. There's, there's a couple players like him that just so good and just can't stay on the ice for even 50 games, so. And speaking of head when injuries, the cap is as low as it is, it's hard to pay them. Eh? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was saying, speaking of head injuries, I've been uh, hearing a lot of news about that. Anybody got the scoop on that? Because I just, you know, you hear a lot about uh, a lot about this stuff about CTE and stuff uh, going around on on Twitter and, uh, and Instagram and whatnot. Uh, was there like some sort of new revelation on uh, on head injuries and uh, whatnot? You guys know about that? <laughs> not that i saw i missed all that i've been working beaner did you catch that 
Yeah, they've they've been doing a lot of investigations into it, and they want to, if I remember correctly, there's a big meeting coming up between, like, all the leagues, the IIHF, the Olympic Committee, the NHL, the NFL, like, you name it, the league is going to be there, and um, there, there's a clear link now between repeated intense head trauma and CTE. So they want to, it, it's been coming up in the news a lot lately, they want to do a a big presentation to all these leagues and see how they can best handle this going forward. Okay. Well, I mean, that's news to me. Thank you for uh, catching me up on something I missed. <laughs> Interesting to see what comes out of that because, uh, I mean, it's been a discussion in a lot of leagues individually, but never as a collective. So I think that'll definitely have more of an impact than what we've seen in the past of just individual cases of players suing and yeah. Uh, just to shout this out, we uh, I did not check my phone for the last little bit. Uh, we got a question that tied into our last little discussion there, so I'm just going to give it a quick shout out. At your fave, Tendi, thoughts on shaking up the first line, maybe even throwing Willie on there with Matthews and Marner for a period against San Jose, or JT on the wing with Matthews and Marner. Would kind of like to see it, any move really, Melgen and for Engvall also. So, kind of drawing off that and going back to the game, um, what do you think about, so was that any different? So Willie with Matthews and Marner. So that's not, both of these situations are not splitting Matthews and Marner up. Do you like putting either of those guys up on the top or do you like having the two and two? Well, having the two and two when everybody's clicking is obviously ideal and better because then, your defense basically has to pick and choose, okay, who do we want our best defensive line against, our best defensive pairing against, because whoever they're going against, the other team, the other grouping, theoretically, is going to have a better chance. Um, I don't really see a problem. I doubt they're going to do it, especially with Nylander and Tavares starting to click this year, because they haven't really been clicking a lot over the last couple of years. It's been kind of hit and miss. You know what Matthews and Marner can do together. People are defending them differently. When you score 60 goals, you don't want to be on the highlight reel the following year for the next 60, right? Uh So they're playing a little differently. Plus, Matthews has come right out and said he's adjusting his game. He's making a a conscious effort to try to be more physical. That's probably going to take away some of the goal scoring. Look at what Stevie Y did, right? Stevie Y was well over a 100-point player when he came in changed it up he dropped his points dropped down a lot but his entire game rounded out incredibly yeah but the other side of that is i would expect to see more goals from marner and bunting if that were the case um but we haven't really seen that first line click yet as for throwing somebody else in the front i would say if anything maybe against san jose just because they're such a mess you know maybe try it out there but I mean, not that this team's been good against really any anyone good or bad. Like, I mean, it's been spotty. So uh, I still like what we talked about and just ha- sticking to the two and two. As for Malgan in for Engvall, I don't hate that. I think Malgan got a good look at the start and looked okay. Um, and Engvall, who's been in since the beginning, has not looked great. I mean, he was injured in the offseason or in the preseason. Um, and maybe there's still something lingering there, but he's just been kind of subpar. You, so you got to, 
you got to pull Clifford for Austin Reese, though. Yeah, that's another one I want to talk about. I don't know why. Like, I get it against Winnipeg because you have a history of getting into scrums with Winnipeg. And there's an injury history there and the suspension history. And, you know, there's there's guys on both sides, Dubois and Pionk and Morrissey and, you know, Shifley. They're a pain in the ass. I do not understand against the Vegas Golden Knights leaving Simmons and Clifford in instead of Kubel Reese on that bottom line. Like, I, I don't get it. You're going against a high-skilled team that's very top-heavy that falls off real quick. It's like the Vegas Golden Knights, I said this to Marty Zilstra on Twitter, they're like the noob in your fantasy league who add-drops the max of, like, five players every week. Like, they, they're they so on, on the trend, you know? They want to get whoever's good right now. Mm-hmm. And for them, that means blowing a lot of money. They're the Leafs if they were managed horribly and fell off and... Like Dubas didn't know how to find depth, you know, like they they fall off so quickly that, you know, you can take advantage of some skill on the fourth line there, but instead they have guys out there, they have bullies and I don't get it. There's nobody on Vegas that's, you know, got a history with the Leafs. There's nothing, there's, I don't get it. I don't get it. That one's on Sheldon. He, Keith owes us one for that because that was, that's just bullshit laziness. All right. I know it made sense with Winnipeg, but the problem is it's like, all right, do you think people don't watch the game tape? You don't think people realize that, oh yeah, there's these guys are still, yeah, Simmons is out there doing Michael, ja- you know, Michael Jordan stuff, Michael Jackson, almost those moves, but like he's out there, you know, that's like a once, once every month kind of thing though. Right. It's not going to happen every game. And, and Clifford's just like, you know, a mouth breather. He's not there to, to get you any points. No offense. I don't want to, I don't want to meet me in a back. <laughs> he literally out fell into the boards. Yeah. I don't want to meet me in a back and be like, Hey, dirty, you call me a mouth breather. Like, no, you're, you're a thug. It's okay. It's cool. Like, that's what you are. And I, I love it. But like for this game, again, now that they've already got, now that other teams already got that look, you got to switch it up. You got to go back to the, the skill and the talent. And every night you sit Nicholas Abe Kubel, you're literally shooting yourself in the foot. He's the only guy now on this team next to Clifford who <laughs> has won a Stanley Cup, all right? And he's actually been in those rooms. He's seen what it, what a, what a cha- championship caliber team is like, all right? He was he was a re- pretty solid like role player in his position. So stop benching him. Like if you see Engvall literally shitting the bed, and fun fact, he's not a Sioux Greyhound, so you have no loyalty to him. Put him <laughs> send him home. <laughs> Put in Kubel, see what happens. I don't get it. That's just pure laziness on Keith. Maybe he just got comfortable. Don't do it again. Keep keep the creativity because right now, with the way this, you know, you got, you still, do you think the Toronto Sun is taking days off like the Leafs are? Absolutely not. So, you know, smarten up, Keith. Switch it up. Done. That's it. That's all I got to say about that. Anything on that one, Bean? Um, I, I won't be as, uh, colorful about it, but I, I kind of agree in a sense, like with the injury to Muzzin, Abe Kubel is the only one, well, I, yet again, Clifford shouldn't be up right now, but that has cup experience and his is more recent and with the depth, you know, preseason, everyone was raving, Hey, we've got this depth, this depth we've talked about that we've needed, yada, yada, yada use it show that there's competition like Simmons looked like he earned his spot so yeah leave Simmons in for tonight you don't need Clifford in 
Not that Clifford outwardly did anything specifically wrong to bench him, but he's not that player anymore. He's just not. No. Johnny, you know and, this uh, like? especially when you have the, <laughs> when you have those cards in the deck that you can switch him out with, like I just don't get it. What does it look like, Darty? You know, you know, in fantasy, what, that one night where you just you, you're tired and you forget to like put, you know, forget to bench your guy who's not uh, like your bench attendee that's not actually playing, so you just lose that. <laughs> you lose those points there. You're like, oh, for fuck's sakes! <laughs> that's what they did. Like with how Clifford. I benched Mackenzie Blackwood for two games when he let in one goal, and then I went, okay, I'm gonna put him in this time, and he lets in like five. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what that's what so Keith did with Clifford tonight. He forgot he was still on the he forgot he, forgot he was still there. He's like, oh, for fuck's sake! I should have, I should have swapped him out. <laughs> forgot to set his lineup. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, so th- third period, Leafs look like shit again at the beginning and give up a goal quick because that's what Vegas is good at. Is if you are not on your game, they're gonna score on you. <sighs> Marner and Matthews also could not buy a goal. This was just hard to watch. Uh, so the thing that really got everybody's attention was <sighs> JT taking a slap shot to the knee from Rasmus Sandian, who, by the way, Rasmus Sandian, I forgot about this in the first period, uh, saved Hall's ass after he had an awful turnover and the puck managed to get past Ilya Samsonov. Sandian made a save on the goal line. So uh, thank you, sir, for that one. But uh Oh man, this one just a little off target. Clips JT and he goes down hard and everybody like Leafs Twitter just erupted because he's been the only thing that has worked every night. I mean, him and and Willie and I'll give it to Samsonov as well. But I mean, they right now with how bad everything is starting off, you can't lose him. Not now. And look what it did in the Montreal series, like him going down just deflates this team. He's the captain at the end of the day, regardless of what anyone thinks about him wearing the C or who they think should have it. Like he's the leader of that room and him going down is going to deflate them real quick. Thank God it was only about, I don't know, 10 minutes and we get the word that he's back on the bench and asking to go out. What a trooper. That is the kind of shit that we heard from Tampa Bay Lightning in the playoffs, how people were getting hurt and just saying, nah, you know what? I'm not hurt enough to not play tonight and win because that's what I'm here to do. And that's what I'm paid to do. And that's what my job is. That's what my life is. And I got to give JT a huge um, round of applause for that one and a, uh, a star of the night. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Probably skate, skating around with a leg that he can't feel. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We'll talk. Leg. That, that's another discussion of what, what we pump athletes with so they can get back out there. That horse tranquilizer, that good stuff. That's a whole other moral moral discussion. Yeah. Sorry, call it good shit. The sea biscuit. Um, <laughs> so the other thing, um, I guess, last thing on the game, this bunting high stick, what do you guys think of this? Beaner, I want to hear your opinion because you know the rules more back to front than I do. Um, if somebody is, if their stick is headed to your face and your stick gets in the way and it's your stick that hits you in the face, is that not a high sticking call? Technically no. Um, but I I don't know if it was the angles I was seeing. I swore his stick clipped the visor. If I am winding up to punch you in the face and you hold up your arm to block 
and I punch your arm and it hits you in the face. Did I punch you or did you hit yourself in the face? Well, it's a depends how you want to look at it. <laughs> if you want to go like m- modern day on the streets, assault is assault, but uh... <laughs> what, what is this, Johnny? See, and that's kind of my feeling on it is like if your stick is headed towards somebody's face and it hits something on the way to their face and that thing hits them in the face as well as your stick that that's high sticking but it's it's there's different aspects of it as well because if you catch someone on a follow through of a shot it's not high sticking but that wasn't what that was no, no i know but it's not as it's not as cut and dry as I, okay fair that's it, that's just like the, that's like the high sticking the puck rule right if you deflect the puck if you hit the puck with your stick over your shoulders, it's high sticking. But if you're me and you're short enough that, you know, that's pretty much at the crossbar, it can still technically count as a goal. But if you're Zidane Chara, right? Like Fair. So do you think in this situation, this is an argument for um, for being able to review or challenge a penalty? especially in the last couple of minutes of a game. If you're Vegas, do you want to challenge this? Um, well, they clearly wanted to because they were arguing about it, but we it, it's still such a gray area. We have to be really careful with what we open up to allow to be challenged because then you start slowing games down more, and I don't want this to turn into the NFL where you have you know a, a two-and-a-half, two three-hour time slot for a game and 30 seconds of it is game, and the rest is standing around talking about things. like. That's fair. And I think at the end of the day, hockey is about entertainment, and it's less entertaining to have a team just hold on to a lead because, you know, everything continues to go their way. Like If you look at sports stories all through history, it's all comebacks. Like, that's what people care about, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think if you stifle that by reviewing everything, yeah, I think, and, and, I think you're right on that. And that's my opinion, even based on the fact that there were some questionable calls in the first round last year. Like, I'm not just saying that because it was in favor of the Leafs this time. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. Homer. So, uh, <laughs> Leafs pulled a goalie. And um, actually, was it just before the goalie was pulled? Or maybe we just when they did. But we saw what was finally, uh, we finally saw what was talked about which is number 16, Magic Mitch on lefty. Hey, I said it too. Did I not say that he would play? (laughs) Yeah, actually Um, you did. You called that. The only thing I didn't call was I called him not to pull the goaltender. (laughs) You go ahead, Bean, sorry. No, no, that's all good. Um, The the only thing with that is you got to pick and choose when you do it because when you load up, you know, your big five on that one line. Not that the rest of the team's junk, but it makes it easier to defend against the line that comes over the boards next because you don't have as high, like, you don't have a Matthews or a Nylander or a Marner or a Tavares to worry about trying to defend against. Yes, you still have good players. You, you know, Bunting, Yarn, Crow, uh, Robertson, you name it. But it, it's not the same, right? It's a little bit easier to defend against. Okay. Well, I'm just hoping that they give him his uh, D eligibility on fantasy so that uh, it's a game changer for me so I can move him up and down from there. 
That'd be sweet. <laughs> with with the emergence of um, how well Sandine's playing right now, um, I don't know if you really have to worry about doing that that often because Sandine's been on fire, like absolutely on fire. He just needs a partner. A partner. Yeah. And he he has one and and Geo or Lily when Lily comes back. Yeah, he need, his partners are all hurt right now. The Vegas broadcast was listing off all the Leafs defensemen that are hurt. I'm like, oh yeah, that's why Justin Hall's playing. So for all of you that want the conversation on why do we have Justin Hall, uh, it's because there's like five people hurt. And We've leave got... it to me, I praise Hall for like the first time ever, and he immediately reverts back to playing like garbage. <laughs> Yeah, it's like one step forward, two points lost every time. That should be a second um, right there. Leave it to So we've there. got <laughs> So we had there. we've got uh, Ben, Dahlstrom, Muzzin, Lily, and is there another one out or is it just the four of them? Just the four of them. I thought there were five. But my god, that's too many. Oh, it, it absolutely is. But thankfully Mete's actually looked pretty good. Like his no speed back there has been very refreshing. Yeah, that's one that I wasn't expecting to uh, to break out and be be an everyday defenseman for the Leafs. I know my Ed's text, my dad of Ed's text. Um, I haven't got one of those in a while, but I think he's asleep. Uh, he he liked Mete and wanted him to be in the lineup. So, so is is Hall just? He that, also like... is. It's so funny. No, you go ahead. No, I was just, I was just gonna say, is Hall? Uh... No, I was gonna say. Um, Go for it. Go for it. This delay is killing me. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Um, no, my uh, my dad, it's always fun letting him know right before the first game of the season which players aren't on the Leafs anymore because he's always like, oh, I can't wait for this person. I'm like, they are not here. Like when I let him know that Nick Foligno wasn't a Leaf last year and when I let him know that Andre Kasha wasn't a Leaf anymore, he's like, wait, what? It's <laughs> like, I told you when this happened. <laughs> You're telling me Alan McCauley isn't on the team anymore? He it, he just doesn't follow like the news on it unless it's on, you know, AM six forty radio when he happens to be in the garage. He doesn't know what's going on. AM six. Sorry, Dodie, go ahead. I've got like a half second delay on us. No, my apologies. I apologize to the fans listening. All right, like uh, I'm coming in from the my my basement setup right now, so my uh, my what do you call it? My bandwidth is uh, very low. <laughs> so these couple episodes, I do apologize for the quality. All right. Not just from my personal quality, but from the, the, the speed of how things are, you know, my interjections against the, you know, Roscoe and Beaner and Steph and whoever. But what I was just saying is, is, um, is Hall not like, does, does he get the Dion Phaneuf award for a pylon of the year now? Like. He's the first person I've seen called a pylon consistently since Dion Phaneuf. Yeah. Exactly. But I think, like, had Dion not happened, we wouldn't have that term. But, you know, the fact that people feel it worthy of being placed on his head is uh, not a good thing. Yeah. So he's Do I feel like people are too hard on him? For it. Yeah. What's that being? He bought the patent for it from Phaneuf and then just proceeded to make himself more well-known for it. Like, he is the pylon now. See, Phaneuf was a pylon because people got around him. Like, that's where that comes from, right? With Hall, it's like he's more the pizza delivery guy where he just is. It's so many turnovers. man. He's just giving them or I guess the apple turnover, man, like <laughs> the baker. 
Um, it's just always coughing up the puck. He's always in the wrong spot. He's always throwing it in when he doesn't need to. I just, I don't understand. Always the falling down. Yeah. Holy moly. Holy moly. Okay. Let's, uh, let's answer some of these questions here. Leafs lose. That's the end of that. Um, <laughs> if you want a full recap of uh, breakdown of, you know, minutes and uh, what the Leafs were able to do and when, and when everything happened, check out, Mike, the Fanatics article on Inside the Rink, which should be up quite soon here. Um, and just a quick reference for that. Who do you think led the Leafs in ice time tonight? William Neal? I can't. Well, I shouldn't answer because I was already looking at it beforehand. Oh, what was that, Darty? I, I just say Neilander. I, I kept hearing his name a lot. So It's Mitch Marner with 2645. Does he do out there? Just skate all day? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you can be on defense, too, and you're on the penalty kill and you're on the power play, it just kind of racks up for him. Uh, so speaking of Mike the Fanatic, we had a question from him. This discussion has been beat to death, especially with Hall. But if the Leafs were to move Hall and Engvall, who do you see as possible suitors? Both of these guys cannot be on this roster if this organization is trying to be serious about a cup contender. I'm doing so well at like lining these things up as we're talking about them. That was so perfect. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Uh, see, this is interesting because we've talked about moving people individually, but what about a package deal? Who could you move Hall and Engvall to and for? I know it's hard off the top of your head to speculate a trade. So what about people that have requested them? I mean, uh, Tarasenko requested a trade. Could you go for somebody as high as that? Or are you going for somebody that's like a, a bottom six? Like, what do you, what do you want to find here? Defenders, do you know? Like, Again, I'm, you, I'm like want? struggling it's, to think of who's available. You wouldn't want Tarasenko, for, like, uh, you would, but like you, we need, we need D, right? So like, ideally, you're looking for a defenseman, right? <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, back to what we've talked about on previous episodes here, I would say defense or um, a backup goalie in case you know Matt Murray or Samsonov go down long term. Like, we don't know what's going to happen here. I don't think Shalgren is consistent enough to play the amount of games we could expect him to play. You know, maybe getting somebody that's on, you know, the high th- end of their 30s uh, or early 40s, wink, wink, that can come in cheap and play a couple games as a backup uh, and be consistent. Or, quick, quick I don't question know, for you which folks. defensemen are out there? Unrelated, quick question. Oh, go for it. Sorry. What's, what's the question? Do you think we're hurting Shalgren by not, like, giving him Marley's time? Or what's the... No, nah, he's he's seen enough. Like he's older than Samsonov is, right? Like he's seen a lot of professional or high level hockey ice time, right? Like he's and he played NHL playoff games, didn't he? Wasn't he in one of those games last year? I think we had to pull Jack once, right? Mm, he he, I, I believe he came into one. Yeah, so I mean, like, started. come on, the guy's got experience. Um. Real like the first thing that pops to my head is probably Connor Murphy out of Chicago. Um, they've got six million in projected cap space, so it 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 could work. Murphy's a pretty reliable defensive option, and that's on a pretty trash team right now. Uh, have an Elia Labushkin two point oh. Little more responsible. 
and little higher skill level, not necessarily just a, a brute. But he is fairly physical, just from the fantasy numbers I've seen on him. I know he throws quite a, a few hits. Um, and, I mean, the Leafs have been trade partners with Chicago, which seems to be the track record with Dubas as somebody that they've been with before. So Razak already went out there. Maybe this will be their new Arizona. I would just yeah. hate to see Engvall. Like, I get it because Chicago's kind of at that point where they want to bring in some new pieces. And Hall and Engvall are still in their early to mid-20s that, you know, it makes sense to try to maybe have a reclamation project there or continue to develop Engvall in a top six role. Um, and Chicago can afford to do that right now. I, that, that's not a bad pitch, honestly. I liked Connor Murphy, but they kind of locked him down. I mean, they locked... A couple of people down that they immediately flipped, but he he just signed a fairly big contract last year, didn't he? Um, I believe so. Yeah, I want to say like four and a half. Four, I want to say it's four and a half mil times like six years or something. Yeah, sorry, just pulling it up here. Connor Murphy, four point four for the next four years. Okay, I was close. Okay. Um, so that's not insignificant, but you are moving out. What's that? 3.45 between Hall and Engvall. So that's not bad. Is Engvall 1.7? Maybe it's closer to 4 million. So you could actually maybe make that work. Well, Engvall is 2.25 and Hall is 2. So... I thought Engvall was under two. Okay, so you've you've got the money to work there. So mm-hmm. okay. that's basically okay. a wash. Uh, for off the cusp, that was a pretty good pitch, Bean. I got to give it to you. So next one's from Alan Peterson. Uh, why do we still have Hall shed his money and move on? I'd take a <laughs> pylon over having him on the ice. Personal opinion. So that I mean, that's just all. There's a trend here. I'm seeing. Anyway, that's that's our questions for tonight. Um, thank you for sending those in, everybody. But yeah, common common trend. Everybody's overhaul, which again, I hate to when the, the whole team plays this bad. I hate to bag it on one person, but like the defense was so bad on some of those plays that it's it's a team sport, right? Like if part of the team's not clicking, that's going to be infectious. So uh, you know, if if a couple less mistakes happen on the back end, do the forwards play better? Maybe. Maybe they have a little more confidence. But well, it, again, it, Clifford shouldn't have been there. So it's such a trickle down effect, right? When you're yeah, you go out there, you have a great shift in the offensive end, and then you know an, an easy rush out, not not outnumbered or anything like that. Vegas is skating out, and all of a sudden Hall blows a tire or trips over his own skate laces, and now it's a two on one. Like it, it just it completely deflates you and takes any any wind out of your sails, right? Even if Sammy made the save, which he did a lot tonight, it's still like oh shit. So now I, I don't have the same creative or not creativity, but I don't have the same necessarily ability to to work through it the same as I would if I trusted the guy that was back there a little more. If that makes any sense. No, of course it's like having a, a goalie that you're not sure about like everybody's going to be kind of playing more defensive minded instead of trying to score because they don't want shots to go on net you know if you're more comfortable with what's going on back there you're more likely to take risks now the risks that I don't like seeing are what I saw a lot of this game which is I mean 
I get it when, you know, there's an opening there, but I saw Brody, Hall, Riley, and I think Geo stayed in his spot, but I saw the three of them all behind the net at different points in this game. And I'm like, what are you doing down there when you are behind and the forwards are not playing well? If you guys are up or if everybody's clicking, great, you know, get involved. But oh my God, when you guys are losing like this and making so many mistakes, I said this last time, you cannot have your defenseman this out of position because what happened? You have Yarncroak filling in on the back end or Kerfoot filling in on the back end and they end up, you know, out of position because they're trying to score. They're not thinking about the guy. They're not defensemen. They're not watching the positioning of the guy, uh, the winger who's about to get around them. And that's what happened a couple times. I don't know. Just cruising. And of course, if they scored, I'd be like, great, good on them for being aggressive. But, you know, when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And this is that's the risk, right? But that's one of the things you have to basically assume is going to happen, though, when you build a defense that's as mobile as the majority of ours is. And you just have to make sure that the forwards that are out there at that time are reading the play and are paying attention so that they know they have to come back. Which tonight's one of the first nights in a while, like even going back to just before the playoffs started last year, that if someone did pinch in, that someone came back and covered immediately and, and like did it properly. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one more thing I want to touch on tonight. <clears throat> I asked in our discord um, for people to send in audio clips of hot takes. I got one, but shout out Kylie cartel. Thank you so much for sending that one in. Um, it's not as much. So I, I asked for it with the, um, the subject line, let me tell you something, because my idea here for everybody listening, I want you to send us an audio clip of you talking. You know, just let me tell you something. And you're going to tell us what you think about what's going on with the Leafs right now. And we're going to assess it live on the air. How about that? So first one, a little different than that, but I get it. Um, what do we think of this as, um, I mean, the Leafs need something new. What about a new gold chant? And of course, it's not going to work. Oh, my freaking <laughs> gorsh. Because my soundboard decides not to work sometimes when connection is bad. Anyway, what it's sound a sound you need? What of sound you the need? rock. With the, <laughs> Let's go Leafs. Let's go Leafs. Because honestly, we heard the go Leafs go chant go in in the fortress in the castle castle tonight. And it was uh, not enough. So what do we think? Do a little adjustment, lean into the rock, screwing it up, and go with let's go Leafs until uh, we get things back on track? I'm down. We can, but you also got to figure the fact that it's been go Leafs go for, what, 40 years? Sometimes you just got to flip it and reverse it, you know? And uh, (laughs) there we go. Exactly. And I don't know, like I always like, there's uh, this one guy who uh, always always posts that uh, Ryan Whitney. Let's go Oilers! Let's go Oilers! I hate it so freaking much. But you know what? Like it's one of those things that's so nauseating that it's like it's good. Like for I'm sure for them it's like because when it, when it bothers me that means it's great for them. So you know if we do a little let's go Leafs just to you know start boiling people's blood just to be like that's not yours that's ours. Hey, piss them off. Let's go. 
get in their heads. Oh, let's do it. Uh, okay. I know I said that was the last thing, but one more thing. Let's do a quick, uh, quick little look over. We're just going to, cause we got, we got like 10 minutes left. Let's look over the, uh, the standings real quick. I know it's early, but things are friggin' weird. Okay. Um, the Vancouver Canucks lost again <laughs> to the Carolina Hurricanes. So they are now 0 for 7. They're 0 5 and 2. <laughs> so is um, Bruce Boudreaux keeping his job? Like, they're, before, just, they're just like, screw it, whatever. Like, stick around, enjoy the fire. <laughs> well, how do you, like, after the first couple, it just becomes like, I mean, we've seen quotes from the team. You feel like you're never going to win again. How, how could a coach dig them out of that? Like, that's just a really shitty mentality for the entire team to be in. Like, we can't win. We're never going to win. Like, firing yeah. a coach isn't going to help. Like, No, that's that, that's almost a situation where you have to do something to the team. Like, I know it's still early, and I was preaching four games in, four games in, when everyone was screaming to blow the Leafs up. But it's not like they've looked really really good and had a bunch of bad puck luck like they're bad right now yeah and i mean look this they've got a new gm and a new coach there it's not the team they put together i wouldn't be surprised if they start to make some moves to try to shake things up here because uh it sucks that look the last few years for the canucks has been elias Pettersson hasn't gotten there yet and i've got him on one of my fantasy teams from what i can see he's he's playing well he's scoring Nobody else is. Uh, I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> anyway, um, rest of the West. Uh... What's that? Is this like a Bo Horvat problem? Like, what's going on here? Like, who's 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 public enemy number one? Is it JT Miller? Is it is if it's not Pedersen? You know, is it Brock Besser? Oh. Like, what's what's the Connor Garland and JT Miller? It's Garland, yeah. Miller, I haven't seen anything from them. I've got Horvat on one of my teams. He's got a couple goals too, so it's not. And that I was going to bring this up earlier. We're talking uh, about so trades. With... Like, do we not try to pilfer something from the Canucks if they're this bad? Like, is there is there any way Dubis? Like, is there any any re- any re- the player that can redeem themselves on the Leafs that we could uh, you know ship some guys out for? Unless Vancouver's given up Demko, I don't really want anybody from their team. <laughs> Why would we want Demko? Is yeah, like anything they're willing to part with. <laughs> No, I mean, he's not bad. It's that everything that they're wanting to part with is overpaid and underperforming. So it's not really some, like, it's kind of the opposite of what we're looking for, right? You wouldn't want Luke Shen back? Okay. okay. (laughs) Luke Shen would be funny, but, you know, he's not really He's basically Bogosian 2.0. Like, okay, he'll have a couple good games here and there, but he's not, he's not feeding into what they're building on the back end. Um, he averages five hits a night, though. That's because they never have the puck. That's also true. Hey-o. Like Bo Horvat <laughs> is probably one of the only ones that I would say, yeah, let's get him. But he's on the final year of his deal. He's going to be looking for a raise. Like, yes, he's a local boy, great two-way center, like perfect, perfect guy to bring onto your team. But he's not a third-line center. And for what he's going to want, like, you can't pay a third-line center that. Especially when you're paying your first and second centers $22 million. Exactly. 
Um, so with their win tonight, the Vegas Golden Knights are now first in the West with 10 points. Um, the first in Pacific as well, obviously. First in the Central, we've got Dallas Stars at nine points. So, uh, I mean, not surprised really by either of those. Avalanche and Blues close behind the Stars and Flames and Oilers right behind the Golden Knights. That much makes sense. Where it gets weird is right under the Blues is the Chicago Blackhawks. Ahead of the Winnipeg Jets, ahead of the Nashville Predators, and ahead of the Minnesota Wild. What the fuck? Are they not trying to lose? How do you suck that bad at losing that you're winning? I don't understand. They have a positive goal differential. Is Peter Morazic not their goalie? Like, what is happening in Chicago? They they got rid of Kirby Doc. They got rid of Alex Dabrinkit. And they're still winning and still scoring. I do not get it. Meanwhile, the Wild have one win. Like it's and Preds have two. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's okay. Tampa's in seventh in the Atlantic. Yeah, I was just going to go over to that. So the bottom of the Atlantic, um, sixth is the Leafs, and seventh is the Lightning. Uh, not a great start for what are supposed to be the top two teams in the division, eh? Yeah. Well, that that being said, though, first and seventh is separated by four points. Yeah, and there's one undefeated team in regulation. It's the Detroit Red Wings, who are also supposed to be garbage. So, really, this first two-week stretch is a crapshoot, and it's been awful for my fantasy teams. I just have to say. Except look inside the, the bottom ring. of the look who's at the bottom of the metro again. Yeah, the Islanders. That's the one that I'm surprised about. So, as of recording this, the Islanders are two and four. So. Last year, it made sense because they were on an away stretch for like two months. This was the year that they were supposed to come back and and have a decent start. I mean, this was a team that was a, a cup contender before they got their new barn and started off horribly. Like, what's going on there? The defensive program's not working anymore? Well, considering you fired a coach who didn't need to be fired... And you built a team of third and fourth liners, and you paid them all like their second liners. What, well, like, what do you expect? Aside from yeah. Matt Barzell, who is a you know Barzell's a great player. Right now, he's making seven. Anders Lee's making seven. Like seven, oh. seven mil, seven mil, six, five, 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 four, two and a half, and then a handful of guys at one. Like, Four to six is Lou's favorite number, man. I hate, oh. Not to mention their decor. Six, 5.7, 4, 2.5. That's so bad. Like, nothing top end, nothing bottom end, just all mid. The definition of a mid team, and they're at the bottom. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Rangers also three and two near the bottom of the Metro doesn't make sense. And the Penguins have the most goals in the league at 29. In six games, when some teams have played, you know, seven. Well, okay, eight. Yeah, just crazy. Don't tell Amber this. about the Rangers. <laughs> He's got the biggest. St. Like, Louis has still only played four games, which I don't understand. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, there, there must have been something going on with the arena or something. What if you just look. Sorry, Darty, you got that delay, and it's just <laughs> fucking. You guys, hey, watch your language, buddy. There's kids that listen to the show. 
<laughs> but uh, no, there's not. I see the stats. We're, we're <laughs> they they just have to put their ages 18, otherwise they're not allowed. Is that how it works? It's like uh, beer commercials, you know. But uh, <laughs> we're. Ta- I'm just looking at the the con- conference by conference, and it's just crazy seeing Boston at uh, Boston, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Florida, Buffalo. What the hell? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I know. But again, we're only like I know. most teams it's are only like, are only like six to five games in, right? So like we're we're at the bottom because we're we're playing. We've already played seven, but um, I'd say you gotta let it get to like game twenty to see at least early what the standings are kind of shaken out to be. Um, I think there's some teams that have won a couple early that are gonna you know lose the next you know, I'd say ten of twelve games. Uh, the one that I'm most interested to see is if uh, Boston and Buffalo can both keep this up because those are two teams that I think are going to be fighting for uh, the last uh, playoff spot in the Atlantic. So I want to see which one is able to maintain this as the Leafs and Tampa and uh, Florida begin to keep creep up on them. Florida's been off to a bit of a shaky start and so yeah. is Calgary, which has been interesting. Not that Calgary is like doing bad. I said they're just behind Vegas, but um I mean, Uyghur's been off to a really slow start there since signing his extension. And uh, Kachuk and um, what's his name? Huberto have just been, you know, Huberto. okay. So It's I, just weird comparing the I know top it takes a while to click with a new team, but. Because like the top five of the yeah. East, yeah, we have this like, who the fuck is this? And then the top five of the West actually makes sense. Like Vegas, Dallas, Calgary, Colorado, St. Louis. Like, I, I, I don't disagree with that. That actually makes a lot of sense. But looking at the East, like. The East guy sort itself out because that doesn't make any that doesn't make any sense to me. Like you know, <laughs> call me crazy. It just doesn't make any sense. You're crazy. It doesn't make any sense. You're crazy, Jesus. You're crazy. <laughs> All right. Um. That's that's. I mean, the roundup of the league. Um. It's like I said. It's going to take a bit to, for things to shake out. The Leafs are going to be fine, especially if Samsonov can keep this play up as long as they can get solid in front of him. He's honestly been, I think, outside of JT and uh, and Willie, like as far as the new guys go, he's emerging as the most impressive. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see Matt Murray when he comes back because he did look really good when he started. But uh, yeah, Sammy, man, sorry we, uh, we hung you out to dry tonight, but fuck, I've been good. <laughs> yeah, this one definitely and, uh, wasn't on quick Sammy. little... No, no, not at all. Quick little um, shout out to Rick Bonus too, head coach of the um, the Winnipeg Jets. He ended his media availability abruptly, and then he's now not coaching again because of complications. Apparently, still getting over his COVID. Oh damn! Yeah, hopefully he's okay. Because yeah, there's a couple of them that it's it's hit really hard. Yeah, so that's kind of just come out of nowhere. Okay, well, wishing the best uh... there. I want to also, wish the best to everybody, um, by the we way, never... it is uh, it is cold, flu, and COVID season, all right? It's getting pretty crazy out there. I don't know how it is out where you are, Roscoe and Bean, but uh, I'm hearing a lot more cases of COVID, and, uh, you know, I, I, got, I know a lot of us are vaccinated, and uh, those who aren't, you know, go get vaccinated because I don't want to see any corpses lying around, all right? Take care of yourselves out there. I just I'm seeing a lot of a lot of people getting sick again. And again, it is the season, it is the reason for the season. So don't put your health on the line. You know, go go take care of yourself. You gotta get vaccinated, go get vaccinated. You gotta put a mask on. If it you know helps everybody put a mask on. But uh, be safe out there, right? I'm not trying to 
scare anybody, but uh, I'm hearing a lot about it. So, you know, uh, I want our fans to be healthy. Yeah. And I mean, not to end this on a depressing note, but just we never talked about um, Boris Salming's current condition. And I feel like as a Leafs podcast, we have to uh, to touch on just the unfortunate news that's come from the family there. Um, his diagnosis has just gotten worse to the point where now he's uh, he's not speaking on his own. So just wishing the best to the family. Um, and if you are unfamiliar with Borja Salming, go back and watch some clips because the dude was a legend. Beaner, you obviously will have more to say than I about him, but uh, I just thought that we should mention that. Yeah, absolutely. It's such terrible news after hearing him getting the diagnosis earlier this year. Um, legend doesn't even really even begin to to sum up like a, a good way to describe him. He was an incredible defenseman on some, at times, some really bad Leaf teams. And he helped break the, the North American bias for players. He was one of the first Europeans like fully trained, born and, and, and raised and trained in Europe, hockey players to come over and, and stick. Like he, he was going head to head against the Broad Street Bullies when they were in their heyday in the Big Bad Bruins. And he, you know, they were throwing terms around like chicken sweet because they were trying to scare him out of the league. And he just, he wasn't having any of it. He took everything they could get and he still carved a path, had a ridiculously good Hall of Fame career. And like the guy earned the nickname, the King. Like you Google him, one of the first images you find is a, an image after he took a skate across his face. And he still <laughs> continued to play. Like obviously not that night, he had to get stitched up. But yeah. like, <laughs> just an absolute, absolute warrior and legend. And like Sweden, Swedish hockey players today still talk about him like he's a god. Like Nylander wasn't old enough to watch him play. But he knows who he is. He knows how important he was, right? His like dad would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he holds that much esteem. Like when Sundin got offered the captaincy in Toronto, he went and talked to Bore before accepting it. Uh, yeah, it's just it's so sad to hear when you know there's things. It's one thing when people pass away. It's another when when there's just so. Yeah, I don't want to get sad with this, but when life just becomes hard like that and uh, just wishing the best of the family and yeah, unfortunate situation there. Okay. Um, anything positive we can end on. So that's not the last thing we talk about. <laughs> Any today in hockey histories? Uh, I, I will admit I didn't prepare for that tonight. I was, oh, wow. Slipping with the time. Party foul for Bean. <laughs> That's fine. Well, we, you know what? We, we, we get to go up against uh, probably James Reimer on Thursday, who had a shutout in his most recent game. Optimus. That'll Ryan. be fun. We can go against the uh, the San Jose Sharks of 2013 plus James Reimer, because <laughs> that's pretty much what this fucking team is. And Eric Carlson, I guess. But yeah, Man. that'll be fun. I think the Leafs um, pull out. A win there because um a they have to and b they've already landed in, on the west coast and are 
adjusted by then, hopefully. Like that, I'll give them that the first night on a 10 p.m. start, but it, on a five game West Coast road trip, uh, you got to take at least three of those. And if San Jose yeah. and Anaheim and who was the other one they're playing? Ooh. The Kings, right? Well, Vegas tonight. And then, yeah, the Kings. Kings on Saturday and Anaheim on Sunday. I thought there was another game they're playing. Anyway, you got to win at least Anaheim and, uh, and San Jose. Okay. It just seems like yesterday Until next time, um, I was freaking out telling you guys trade Mitch Marner. But today, today I am saying that, uh, you know, this this was just one bad game. All right. We will uh, hopefully come back and conquer. And, uh, you know, it's, it's look at all take the pause and all this. Look how look at Samsonov. All right. Like he kicked ass out there. Yeah. The boys kind of did him dirty. But uh, that like him just one. He's still healthy. He's still he's still fighting. So we still have a tendy and that's in Leafs nation. That should be the most important damn thing is that we have a solid tendy. Look after your tendies, order your tendies and dip your tendies. Have a good night. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. Optimus Ride. Nothing, really? Wait, what do you mean?